the worst thing we have ever invented to do to our food in terms of health. The worst thing, frying pan. Frying pan is the dumbest invention because we wreck the molecules and then they wreck us. Oils are vindictive. You treat them with care, they take care of you. You damage them, they damage you. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better. Start now. Let's go. Hey, you're on air with Ella, and I am your host, Ella. I am joined today by Udo Erasmus. Udo, your name may be familiar to some, and I'm going to explain why momentarily. But first, mm -hmm. could I hear in your own words, who are you, sir, and what do you do? Who I am is a work in progress. You know, I'm... When people ask me, who are you? I say, well, I'm still trying to find out. If you find out before I do, let me know. But, you know, because we're all works in progress and we're, and we're in progress until we're done. So that's not going to change just because I turned 80 this year, right? Yeah, I like to say my superpower is trial and error. So, yes. Yeah, th yeah that works. <laughs> <laughs> that works. And what I do is I'm, I came out of a war, so I started really very basic, not trusting anything because there wasn't much to trust in the war. I was a kid. I was two and a half years old when we were refugees Where? fleeing from the fleeing from the communists out of Poland into Germany. And they were chasing us with tanks and trucks. And then the good guys, the allies, were shooting at us from planes. And we were all refugees, women and children on horse-drawn hay wagons, on dirt roads, no military presence. So it was intense. And so I never knew what I could trust. So I got into science to understand how things work. Because when you know how things work, then you get some predictability and you get a certain amount of safety, protection from that. And then I got into biosciences to find out how creatures work. And then I got into psychology to find out how thinking works. Because when I was six years old, I listened to people argue and it was seemed really trivial to me. And I was six years old. And I said, man, there must be a way that we can live in harmony and I'm going to find out how. So that's been my driver since I was six years old. But what we're mostly going to talk about today is we're going to talk about fats and oils because in one of my trial and errors, well, that would be the error and the trial came after, is that I got poisoned by pesticides. And I was really careless. And I got poisoned by pesticides after three years of using them carelessly. I have a question about that. So you arrived in America at what age? 10. At 10. And you got pesticide poisoning in 1980. Are you saying that was self-exposure? You were using pesticide for a purpose? Yes. I, was, I got a job spraying pesticides and I was super careless. And when I was 38, I got poisoned by pesticides. And so doctors couldn't, didn't have anything. So I used my background in biological sciences, biochemistry and genetics to try and figure out, I understood how this, how molecules work. And so I started looking in the research about health and nutrition, disease and nutrition, because the body is made out of food, plus water, plus air, plus sunshine. That's all it's made from. And when something goes wrong, then you want to improve your standard, you raise your standards of food intake, water intake, air intake, and sunlight exposure. 
you know, within within boundaries, obviously. And so I thought, well, if the meds can't help me, then I got to do it myself. And I had the background to try and figure it out. And I got into reading all that stuff and found out how complicated oils are and how contradictory the research was and how sensitive they are to damage by light, oxygen, and heat and how much damage is done by uh, the way industry makes oils and then how we use oils in restaurants or in, in cooking. And I said, these are the most sensitive molecules of all of our food molecules. We should be giving them the most care. We give them the least care. And so more health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. And I said, I can't get healthy on damaged oils like this. We should make them with health in mind. And then the year after I got poisoned, it was found, uh, it was established that omega-3s are essential nutrients, which means you got to have them to live and be healthy. You can't make them in your own body from anything else. So they have to come in from outside. That's what an essential nutrient is. And omega-3s were established as essential in 1981. And I found out they're even more sensitive than omega-6s, which is what most of our cooking oils are. And 99% of the population doesn't get enough for optimum health. And I had a firecracker moment. It was like, oh, my God, if we could make them with health in mind and we could bring them back into the diet of people, oh, my God, we could help almost everybody. This was not like a career thing. I just got inspired. I just had a, an epiphany. Yeah, it's almost like the universe had something in mind when you underwent that horrendous experience with pesticide right. poisoning. Right, which of course I didn't know when I got poisoned, <laughs> but I know it now. And so sometimes our greatest disasters become our greatest triumphs. And so I became an expert on fats and oils and nutrition. That's so that's basically what I do, but I'm actually interested in the whole field of health and human nature because we are the only problem on this planet and understanding who and what we are is super important if we're going to survive this century. Fair enough, Udo. And I think that there's a lot of education we can bring to the table today just for our yep. just for our starter course together, yep. Udo. And I'm really interested in sharing some of the absolute basics with everyone, because some of these topics we've touched on before, but quite frankly, they are very easy to ignore. They are very easy to get confused. And the problems that you describe are so prolific. I just think it's worth taking a closer look at, because if we can make even small changes in our lifestyle, it can yep. reap big rewards. So thank you so much for being willing to kind of get back to basics with me today. But let's go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. One of the reasons people might know your very distinct name is because you are Udo of Udo's Oil is a product I've been buying for, I mean, I don't even know how long. And that's you. You did that with just out mm -hmm. of my own curiosity. When did that business come to fruition after this experience in the early 80s you're describing? Okay, well, I, I started working on a book on oils in, 19, in 1981. The book got published in 1986. We developed flaxseed oil. So that's probably better known than my name or the blend that I work with. But I developed flax oil, basically first developed a method for making oils with health in mind and created flax oil because it is the single richest source of the omega-3s that 99% of the population doesn't get enough of. But it's an unbalanced oil and I became omega-6 deficient, which is the other essential nutrient. 
so I decided I should make a blend. The blend came together in 1994. Did I hear you say that you invented the method by which flaxseed oil came to fruition in a way that we can use it in a healthful manner? Because, yeah, I, I actually got a the Health Food Hall of Fame for creating an industry of making oils with health in mind. Because they're so sensitive and the industry doesn't, you make them for shelf life and maybe they're 1% damaged. But if you have an oil that is 1% damaged, which doesn't sound like a lot, count the molecules in a tablespoon of an oil that is only 1% damaged, you will get 60 quintillion damaged molecules, which is more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. And you think this is not gonna add up, you, that's in a tablespoon, you take two to four tablespoons a day, then you put them in a fryer and fry them some more and damage them a whole bunch more. And you think if you do that, for a day, a week, a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the road, that's not gonna have an, a negative effect on your health. And the point of it is this, that when you damage molecules from their natural state, then there's a good chance that life never made you a genetic program to deal with them because life made a program for dealing what it, with what is natural, which is fresh, whole, raw, organic, mostly plant-based for human beings. Right, And then you take these things from nature and then you change them chemically by the processing that you do. And then you create problems for yourself. Processing is probably the biggest place from where physical pro health problems come from. Damage done to foods by processing. Either things are removed that need to be in there or things are added that should, don't belong in the body, or you mess up your ability to digest them, in which case you don't get the nutrients and you get toxicity in your own system. I don't think that we have an understanding or an appreciation, Udo, of the instability that you described. When you talk about the yeah. instability of oils, especially the ones that we are so accustomed to cooking with, for example, yeah. and when you talk about light, oxygen, and heat exposure, yeah. I don't think that we are considering this as we are cooking, storing, and buying. Right. Okay. So the oils are more sensitive than any other nutrients. And sensitive means what? They're damaged by light, which creates free radicals. And every time a photon hits an, an, an atom, it will create a free radical. And that free radical will go through 30,000 on average, 30,000 reactions before it settles down. So one ray of, ray of light will damage 30,000 molecules, right? That's a lot because you got squillions of photons going through the plastic bottle, going, touching the oil. The second thing is oxygen makes oils rancid, and then they smell and taste bad. They smell like paint often. Uh, that's rancidity. That's the reaction of light, of, of oils with oxygen. And heat above 160 degrees Celsius or 320 Fahrenheit will twist molecules. And the higher the temperature goes, the more molecules get twisted into trans fatty acids. But you also get broken molecules and cross-linked molecules and polymerized molecules and cyclized molecules, all kinds of changes because these oils, these molecules are so sensitive to destruction by light, oxygen, and heat. Now, they're pretty stable inside the whole foods that contain them because nature's packaging is protective, 
but you take them out and then if you don't treat them with care and protect them from light, from oxygen, from heat, while they're being pressed and while they're being filtered and while they're being settled and while they're being filled into glass, because plastic leaches into oil worse than into water, in glass, and then you put a box around them and so they're in the dark, and then you put them in the refrigerator so they stay cool. And then when you ship them longer than two weeks, you even ship them refrigerated. So this is like a whole thing about starting to begin, starting to take the care that oils need in order to retain their health benefits. And then you take an oil like what we're talking about, and you never, ever, 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 ever use it for fried. In fact, I tell people, get your frying pan. Everybody's got one. Turn it upside down. Hit yourself on the head with it really hard so it's associated with pain and throw that stupid thing out because the worst thing we have ever invented to do to our food in terms of health, the worst thing, frying pan. Frying pan is the dumbest invention because we wreck the molecules and then they wreck us. Oils are vindictive. You treat them with care, they take care of you. You damage them, they damage you. want for yourself next? Meaning, what do you want more of? Where do you want to dial it up? Do you know what lights you up and what you want to spend your life's energy on? Or do you sometimes feel a little stuck or maybe like you know what you want to do, but you're having a little bit of trouble getting out of your own way? If you can relate to any of those questions, then you might be interested in exploring more at the Live Better Retreat September 29th through October 2nd in Miami. We're each bringing our own intentions into this weekend and gaining clarity, insights, and commitment to what's next for us. The Live Better Retreat is all about getting unstuck or getting clear about what we want next for ourselves and specifically, how are we going to get there? It's also a lot of fun and like the best girls weekend you've ever had. If any of that appeals to you, I would love for you to join me. If your intuition is pinging at you right now, I would really love for you to join me. You will be engaged with expert guests, a small group of really kick-ass women, and time for fun and reflection and play and connection. I would love to tell you more. Go to onairella.com events and consider if this is the right time for you to take a look at what you want more of and how you're going to get it. We need this time to step out of the day today and reflect, and it can be one of the most powerful investments you make in yourself. I would love to experience that with you. Join me. Live better. Start now, September 29th in Miami. Onairella.com has all the details. I'm going to stay in the problem statement with you for just a minute, and I'm going to name different types of oil, and I want you yep. to tell us what we don't know. Sure. Okay, the first one's a supplement, not cooking, and that is fish oil. What do we yep. not know about fish oil? Okay, fish oils are even five times more sensitive than the plant omega-3s, which the plant omega-3s are five times more sensitive to damage than the plant omega-6s, the cooking oils. So they're super, super sensitive, which is why they why they burp on you and why they give you that bad taste in your mouth and why if you get them in a liquid form, you open the bottle you, and you can smell the rancidity within days. Also, the fish oils, the oceans are our sewers. They're the dirtiest places on the planet. Fish are now the dirtiest meat. And if they're high fat fish, they're the dirtiest fat. And they're high on the food chain. So toxins concentrate going up the food chain. So you want to eat low on the food chain. At the bottom of the food chain are the plants. And in the ocean, 
there are algae at the bottom of the food chain and then they they're eaten by krill and then krill are eaten by little fish and then big fish eat the little fish and then it goes up the food chain and the higher up the food chain you go the more damage there is and then to get rid of the toxins more processing has to be done and more processing causes more damage so in the fish oils, sometimes you'll have 300,000 times more processing damaged molecules than industrial toxins like PCBs and dioxins. You know, so it's kind of like you go from the frying pan into the fire, which is a really bad metaphor for what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So when I started doing my research in this area, I just dumped all of the fish oil out of yeah. my house. So we are blowing some minds right now. Okay. Now yeah. let me switch gears on you to some oils that are commonly used for cooking and for processing food. Yeah. I'm going to put all of these together. Canola, which is also rapeseed oil, canola and rapeseed oil and yeah. vegetable oil, whatever the hell vegetable oil even is. I don't even know, <laughs> but I suspect you can cover both of those all in the same summary. Yeah, they all have the same problem, which is that they are treated with, with sodium hydroxide, which is a very corrosive base, with phosphoric acid, which is a very corrosive acid, then with bleaching clays, which turns them rancid, and then they stink. Then they have to be deodorized, which is done at frying temperature. So in other words, the oils on that you see on the shelf, the colorless, odorless, tasteless oils on the shelf, have all been heated to frying temperature before they even put them in the bottle. So you're buying fried oils and they do that because they have to heat the oils to the temperature to get rid of the bad taste from deodorization, from rancidity, because rancid oils stink. And so that's, and that's where the damage comes from. So they're all damaged. All of the colorless, odorless, tasteless oils have been damaged during the processing by an industry that is pretty much the same for all of the oils. And canola has more omega-3s in it than most oils. So the omega-3s are even going to be more damaged than the omega-6s that you would find in sunflower or sesame. And manufacturers love canola and vegetable oil because they're cheap. They're cheap, yeah. And, yeah. and most of when you, get the, when you get vegetable oils, sometimes they're blends. And what they do is they buy them on commodity markets and they mix up whatever is the cheapest. Yeah, veggie oil is like the dog food of the oil industry. It's whatever scraps are left over. That's what they're making the oil with. Yeah. So okay. from that perspective, it's the worst dog food in the nutrition industry. And it's so very popular. And I just want to call out a couple of retailers here because Whole Foods loves them some canola oil, Udo. And so Trader Joe's, I, I do buy food off the shelf and it has got mystery oils in it and these Franken oils in it. And I am aware that I am consuming the things that I'm pretty religious about keeping out of my life. I'm consuming them on a regular basis because they're, they're squished into these healthy they're foods. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in all the foods, you know, but to give them credit, you know, they started with seeds that are good for you and the oils in the seeds were good for you. It's the processing that does the damage. And even some of the retailers don't know, you know, they don't go know what they're getting. They're just, they're just buying what people want and everybody's used to using oils. You know, when I was a kid, cooking meant water o using oil was called frying or deep frying. But now cooking usually means with oil. So we've changed the term because it's easier, it's quicker. And the industry that wanted to sell more oil basically miseducated our parents into using oils for cooking instead of using water.
Well, and I use it all the time. And so I want to yeah. now ask you questions about two more types of oil that are very commonly used in cooking. And the first one is olive oil, which we have learned in recent years, isn't even what we thought it was. Now, some brands, mm -hmm. of course, are better than others, but yep. on many shelves, you think you're buying olive oil that's been pressed by someone's bare hands in Italy, and it turns out it's vegetable oil. So that was revealed right. in the past five or 10 years. I can't even remember. Right. But I think I'm doing the right thing by cooking gently with olive oil or coconut oil, you tell me why I'm not. Okay, well, because the, the word gently doesn't make sense. When you're frying in oil, it's not never gentle. But if you look at olive oil, extra virgin olive oil is not treated with sodium hydroxide, phosphoric acid, bleached and fried. It because the process is different. They squeeze it out of the flesh of the olive, not out of the seed. And then they float it off on water. And if it's really extra virgin olive oil, then it is not damaged by processing, although it may have a certain amount of rancidity to it, but it's a fairly stable oil. It doesn't have any omega-3s in it, so you're not getting what's essential from fats from it. It's only got 10% omega-6, which is also essential, and the rest of it, 90%. 80% is monounsaturated and 10% is saturated, and your body can make that stuff out of sugar and starch. So you don't need that stuff. Now, that's one part. Olive oil became very popular in the last 20 years, in the past 20 years, and the demand for it grew a lot faster than olive trees grow. And so what people then started doing is they started taking olive oil, and then they would dilute it either with canola or with soybean or with some other cheap commodity oil and put on the label extra virgin olive oil. So the only way I know how to tell is I take olive oil, put it in the fridge, and in the fridge, some olive oils will go completely solid. That's good because, because olive oil, when it's really olive oil, is, is a, is, goes hard at a higher temperature than the omega-6 and 3 oils. Okay, like coconut oil. So it'll go solid when it's chilled. Right. Okay. If right. it's pure. If it's pure. Or at least you should get some like flecks in the oil that are, that are like crystals. But if you don't get any flecks in the olive oils, it's very likely that some other oil has been put in it that has more omega-6 and more omega-3 and is damaged and is a commodity oil and you're actually not getting 100% olive oil. And then if you use it for frying, you're still going to do damage to your food. In fact, when you turn food brown, whether it's protein or starch or oil, when you overheat them, each one of them, independent of the others, increases your risk of inflammation and cancer. So doing, the, doing oil, using oil to prepare foods, increases inflammation, which is just behind just about every degenerative condition of physical cause and cancer. Chronic inflammation is something we've discussed a lot on this show. And I'm 80 and I'm 80. I don't use my frying pan. I have no pain in my joints. I have, li I, I literally have zero pain in my body other than when I bang into something or when I, when I work out my body, my body gets sore from the workout, Fair but enough. no, uh, no degenerative conditions. Would you classify coconut oil much in the same way you're classifying olive oil, which is to say, sometimes you don't know which type you're getting and how pure it is. And I know it can take a slightly higher heat than olive oil before it is rancid. Is that true? No. You're destroying everything I ever thought to yeah, be true. No, yeah, you're not rant, You're not turning the olive oil rancid so much because it, it's mostly saturated fats. Okay, 
coconut oil used to be treated the same way the oils are treated. And then that changed over the past 20 years. We started having sometimes extra virgin coconut oil available to us. It has a nice taste, has a, has a nice fragrance, has nice antioxidants in it, but has even less omega-6s than, than olive oil and has no omega-3s either. And now recently it's been shown that coconut oil, coconut oil will actually increase your LDL cholesterol, which is not a good thing. But if you eat the coconut, you don't get the raise in cholesterol. And they think it's the fiber in the coconut that prevents coconut oil from raising your, your, your LDL cholesterol. Okay. So we have set the table with many of the problems in this industry and many of the misconceptions on behalf of the consumer. And yeah. I would be uh, one of those consumers, Udo. Now, I want to I wanna take a moment to talk about what you are talking about when you talk about omega threes, sixes, and nines. And then we're going to talk about what on earth do we do about this? So yeah. can you please describe to us why we need to care about omega threes, sixes, and nines and why the ratios matter? Okay. I'll make it a little simpler. You don't need to care about the omega nines because they're not essential and your body can make those from sugar and starch. Okay. But omega three and six, like if you look at all fats and oils, there are only two things from fats and oils that you have to have to live and be healthy. And they're called essential fatty acids. And essential means you need them for health and life. You can't make them in your body from anything else. Therefore, you've got to bring them inside from outside as food or a supplement. That's one. Number two, if you don't get enough of either one of them, you cannot stay healthy. Your health will deteriorate. You will get deficiency symptoms. They are degenerative in nature. They get worse with time. And if you don't get enough of any essential nutrient, long enough, you die. These are like really important building blocks for health. Okay, that's number two. Number three, if you're going down, if your health is going down because you're not getting enough, but before you die, you bring enough back into the diet, then all of your symptoms from not getting enough are reversed and you get your health back. Why is that? Because when you, get, when you take responsibility here at your mouth to make sure that all of the building blocks land in your body that life needs to make, your, make and repair and maintain your body, it knows how to do that. The only responsibility you have is to make sure that you swallow what contains all of those building blocks. And that definition applies to omega-3 and omega-6 essential fatty acids, but also to nine essential amino acids that come from protein, and also 13 vitamins, fat-soluble and oil-soluble, and 18 minerals that are essential by that definition. Okay, So in, in the whole area of fats, you don't need anything except omega-3 and omega-6. Everything else is optional. Your body can make the derivatives that fish oils contain, your body can make the monounsaturated and saturated fat molecules, and your body literally out of those two essential fatty acids, if you optimize their intake and you get them in the right ratio, your body will make everything else that you need if you're doing it right. When we're not doing it right, Udo, which one are we getting way more of in, say, the traditional American diet? Yeah, a traditional in, in the American diet, 99%, almost everybody does not get enough omega-3s 
and almost everybody gets enough omega-6s, but they're partially damaged. So you got to fix two things. One is to bring in what's missing, and the other one is to clean up what you're doing. I want to be super, super clear that because someone might hear this and want to give up on oil, and you are saying the exact opposite. What is your take on a low-fat, say, oil-free, fat-free diet? Yeah, If you go on a no-fat diet, that will kill you eventually because you're going to run out of the essential fats that you have to bring in from outside. If you go on a low-fat diet, depending on how low it is and how much omega-3 and 6 it contains, it will also kill you, only it'll take longer than a no-fat diet. And what you really need is you need a right-fat diet. What are the right fats? Omega-3 and omega-6. We've had a high-fat diet. We've had a low-fat diet. We've had no-fat diet. We've had a fake-fat diet. And nobody's ever put together a right-fat diet. Yeah, that fake-fat diet, that was a dark time in history, Udo. Oh, yeah. Oh, people got <laughs> diarrhea, and they were they was removing oil-soluble vitamins out of the body. And so it got illegalized in Canada and the UK. Udo, I want to talk now about what to do. And now you are an example of what is possible. Not all of us are there yet. Some of us are still cooking. Some of us are still buying Trader Joe's groceries. I want you to help me, Udo, go from good, better to best. Let's say I'm cooking and I occasionally use some oil to cook some vegetables. What would you have me do? This is not better. This is not best. This is good enough for today. What is the optimal worst case scenario? Okay, I already told you, you need to hit yourself on the head with your frying pan and throw it out. Okay? We do not so you, advocate violence here, Udo. No, no, this is like, this is not, this is uh, self-discipline. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, so you want to get rid of your frying pan. That means cook your foods and water if you're going to cook. Eat raw what you can, because that wasn't life standard in nature, was fresh, whole, raw, organic. So go organic as much as you can. After the food comes off the heat, if you're going to cook it in water, you can put good oils on it and not damage them. Oh, you put them how? on at the you put them on on this at the same time that you put on your salt and vinegar and pepper and spices, whatever you're you're using. That's so simple, and it never would have occurred to me. You put it on after you heat the food. <laughs> yeah, and you can put it and 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 you want to use the oil mixed in foods because oils are always in foods. So you can mix it in salads, you can put it in smoothies, you can put it in shakes, you can put it on steamed vegetables, you can put it in pasta sauce. And, uh, and literally, uh, oils are compatible with fruit, with vegetables, with starches, and with proteins. So they're literally compatible with all foods. Mix them in food, spread your intake out over the course of the day, and take about a table, uh, two to four tablespoons a day. Okay, so we are consuming then something like Udo's oil, which is a blend, or cold press organic flax, cold press organic sesame. Tell us what we're looking for here. Okay, cold pressed is a meaningless term. Okay, it's used on oils, whether they're whether they're actually being made with care or not. It just has no definition, and people can define it any way they want. So cold pressed is not the key here. Made with health in mind is. In the fridge is, in glass is. Ultimately, uh, you want to use oils like that in your foods because then you get both essential fatty acids in the right ratio because they compete with each other. And right now, most people get way too many omega-6 and way too little omega-3. 
So we bl balanced that better. Flax oil actually made me omega-6 deficient. Flax oil is a poorly balanced oil. Uh, it's very rich in omega-3s, but it can make you omega-6 deficient. And I got omega-6 deficient on it. I ended up with dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis-like pain in my finger joints, and thin papery skin. And that's why, that's why I stopped making flax oil and started making the blend because the, it needs to be better balanced because I don't want people to get sick. I'm trying to get them to get healthy. And the blend is the one shot, one shot answer to do that. Okay. So you're blending. And if somebody doesn't have immediate access to Udo's oil, they can rotate then. Would that be your suggestion between sesame, sunflower and flax? Yeah. If, if those are unrefined and organic. If they're un unrefined and organic and you want to do it to a, we use twice as much omega-3 as omega-6. <clears throat> That's where we've always got the best results. And the research says when you increase omega-3s in your diet, provided they're not damaged and not containing toxins, you can improve virtually every major degenerative condition of our time. This is like unbelievable. Why? Because so many people are deficient. Every cell needs them and getting too little has to produce symptoms of not getting enough that will improve when you give them enough. Staying with what we can do to help ourselves now, what I have heard you say is you've said these three words several times. You said cold, glass, and box. I want people to understand what you are saying. What happens when you store oil in plastic? Oh, uh, well, plastic and, and oil have a similar chemistry. And what, they, what happens is when they touch each other, there's something called van der Waals forces. They swell the plastic and then plastic ingredients, because plastic has lots of ingredients, not just like, it's not just polyethylene. There's all kinds of other stuff in there. So the plastic swells and plastic ingredients leach into oil quicker than into water. And you don't need plastic in your body. Plastic does not belong in the body. It is not natural. It is not food. And when you get whatever is in there, sometimes there's heavy metals in it. Sometimes it's funny carbon-based molecules. And you don't know because the industry won't tell you what the, what the formula is because it's proprietary, right? But when it's in your body, you own it. It affects you. <laughs> it's yours. Right? <laughs> so how, priet how proprietary is that, right? So the best way to avoid it, don't get it in your body in the first place. Of all things, oil is the worst to put in plastic. Put it in glass. Glass is heavier. It's harder to ship, you know, and you can freeze it, but it shrinks so it won't break plastic bottles. Like water, when it freezes, expands and it breaks bottles. Oil shrinks when it freezes, won't break the bottles. That way you can keep the oils fresh. I keep mine in my freezer. Take it out one at a time. Once I open it, goes in the fridge, and I use it within eight weeks. If it's frozen, you got two or three years on it. Yeah, that was my next question for you. Is I've always found your oils in the chiller in the grocery yeah. store, and yeah. if we are buying oils for our home, do you suggest that we always keep them in a refrigerator yep. or freezer? I, what I do is I buy it by the case because it's simpler, it's costless, it's better for the environment. Can't you get it for free? <laughs> no, I actually pay for the oil. So I buy it by the case, I stick it in my freezer, frozen solid, and then I take it out one bottle at a time, put it in the fridge. In the fridge, if it's closed, it's good for a year. If you open it, air gets in, then you start the process of rancidity. And so we say use it up in eight weeks. Udo, do you know how many of us had no idea we could put our oil in the freezer, much less the refrigerator? Yeah, all the people that I haven't had, had a chance to talk to. That's a lot of people. <laughs> 
Udo, you also talk, we talked about cold. We talked about glass. Tell me yeah. why you like to see people buy their oil in a box. Well, the box is kind of like the substitute for the, for the seat cover. You know, if you take flax, it's brown. Usually the, the, the norm of flax is brown, right? Well, the brown shuts off the light and the light is very damaging to oils. So if you look at all of the oils that are very rich in omega-3s, they either have a hard shell that light doesn't go through, or they have dark covering, or they have black shells sometimes. That protects the oil from damage done by light. The less light you have, the better it is. So even if we have a bottle of olive oil next to our stove, I know, bear with us. Okay, baby steps. <laughs> we don't, we want to keep that out of direct light. Yeah. The difference though is that omega-3s, like I said, are five times more sensitive to damage by light than omega-6s. And omega-6s are two and a half times more, more sensitive to damage by light than omega-9s. Omega-9s is what most of olive oil is. So in that sense, it's more stable. Oh, and I if see. it was completely saturated, then the light wouldn't damage it much. Okay, I see. But for the good oils, omega-6 and omega-3 are much more sensitive than all the stuff your body can make. When you want to, because they're essential, you want to make sure you protect them because they are the most important for the health benefits you get from any fats and oils. Okay, well, you are, <laughs> I don't know whether to thank you or be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could, you know, you could be sad and say thank you at the same time, you know. I'm doing a lot wrong, Udo. Okay, but we're all about, like I said, trial and error here. We're yeah. all about getting better progress. by degrees. Exactly. And so is there is there anything else you would have us know about our own kitchens, our own buying, our own storing? No, I think it pretty much covers it. The thing is just understand that oils treat you, good oils will treat you like you treat them. If you treat them with care, they will take care of you. They're super, super important for health. And more health damage comes from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. And more health benefits will accrue from making the oil change that your body needs. All right, Udo, I know that I've always bought your oil at Whole Foods and I see it yeah. in health stores, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead and direct people if they're not, if they don't have access to those stores, what is your website where people can access all of the information about you and Udo's blend? Yeah, it's, it's udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S choice.com. Udo, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or get the show notes and links at onairella.com. There's no with. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.